You're listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast. Each week we talk to people just like you who share stories of God's faithfulness. We all experience moments of doubt, fear, worry, and anxiety at some point in our lives. But sometimes life throws a really hard curveball and it can be difficult to stay strong in the Lord, to believe God for breakthrough, and to fight all the what-ifs that come into our mind. So what do we do when doubt and fear overwhelm us? How do we find the strength to persevere? How do we face the darkest of times and still rest in the Lord? Today, my friend Emma Kaiser, along with her precious baby girl, Opal, who you will hear off and on during our conversation today, shares with us a powerful testimony of walking through one of the darkest seasons they had ever faced as a family. It began when Opal, at just two months old, was diagnosed with a severe case of RSV. So from holding Opal as she was fading in Emma's arms to battling all the what-ifs that plagued her mind afterwards, Emma shares how God held her family tightly in his arms and guided them through the valley of the shadow of death. Additionally, Emma shares the personal freedom journey God led her through as she learned to recount God's faithfulness, hold tight to his word, rely on community, and believe God for more breakthrough. So let's get to it. Well, y'all, today's special because I have not one, but two guests in the studio, and one is super tiny. (laughs) But today I have a friend, Emma Kaiser, and her precious baby girl who's seven months old, Opal, is with us today, too. So if you hear little noises (laughs) in the recording today, she's playing on the floor right at the feet of her mama. It's precious. But I'm so excited to have Emma in in with me today to share her journey and her story of Opal's precious life and what God has revealed to her through their story. But before we dive into all of that, welcome, Emma. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about you, your family, children, how you spend your days? Just give us kind of a a real quick rundown on how you spend your days. Well, uh, what? You introduced me. My name is Emma, and um, I'm from Mexico. We've been living here for, I think, over three years now, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. So I have two little ones, Luna. She's two and a half, and Opal. She just turned seven months old, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. You know, I just spend my time taking care of the kiddos, and I do have a small business. It's called Adiel. Adiel, it's a Hebrew word that means uh, God is my ornament or jewel of God. And I make jewelry uh, mostly. So I am introducing other things that I put in there, but mostly I do that. And it's just such a fun way to connect with the Lord and to be creative. I love it. And I love your jewelry. I've purchased quite a few (laughs) pieces from you over the years. You truly are an artisan. Like you can tell just with the detail of your work and the art that you just the artistic creativity that that you possess that God has given you, it truly comes out in your work. And not only that, but what I love that sets your jewelry apart is that you also often will add prophetic words to earrings or to jewelry pieces that you've made, especially from if you know the person and you're praying into that person's life. And I've received several prophetic words from you through the earrings I've purchased from you that have just meant so much to me. So... I love your earrings. I love your jewelry. I love the way that you just express God's beauty through excellence and through the intricate details. Hi, Opal. (laughs) (laughs) The intricate details of jewelry making. I think it's phenomenal. Thank you. Well, I had you on today because um, 
you and your family walked through a kind of a dark season about two months after Opal was born. And um, you have seen the Lord be faithful in the middle of the valley of of just the darkness that you guys have walked through. So why don't you take us back to that two-month mark, right when she turned two months old after she was born, and what happened? Because that resulted in a trip to the ER on that day. Yeah, so we first got our oldest, uh, Luna, being sick, and, and she she was okay. She had a little fever, and I was a little concerned that Opal might get sick, um, but it didn't seem like, like it was a big thing. So I remember that Friday, I was packing up all of the earrings because we had a pop-up show, and I was ready to go and set up shop, and she was really quiet, and I decided just to bring her with me. I set up shop and I was changing a diaper and I noticed that her, her, her worker breathing is really hard and she's recessing. Um, so I can see that she's in a little distress. Mm-hmm. So we ended up packing everything that day and driving to the ER. And uh, my husband, he was in shock, like what, what's really happening? And I thought I was overreacting. But when we were there, they check her levels and send us back home. And, but they tested that she has RSV. Okay. So they gave us that and diagnosed for in that moment. And we went home and we had a pretty hard night. The next day on Saturday, she was getting worse. Mm-hmm. So we end up going back to the ER and she got admitted to the hospital that, that same night. Mm-hmm. So throughout that night, it was probably one of the hardest nights that I've had ever remember going through. She was having adverse reactions to the treatment. There was not a person at the hospital or here in town that could get her an IB. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I can see her fading. She, at this time, she was on high flow on oxygen and she can be nursed um, Mm -hmm. because of fear of aspiration. Uh, So I'm seeing my little two-month baby girl just fading in my arms and uh, they just decided to um, take uh, for us to go to a children's hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so y'all were care flighted? Is that how, how that happened? Yeah, that's how it happened. So I, I believe one in four worth it, they didn't have any space for her. So they ended up sending us to Lubbock. Mm-hmm. So she had care flighted. And Sarah, like during that time, I can remember most things. Mm-hmm. Like they were giving me information, but I wasn't processing it. Right. Because you're in shock. I'm in shock. Um, we, we couldn't get any rest. I haven't eaten properly for 36 hours. I didn't sleep for all that time. Mm-hmm. Just monitoring her and making sure, you know, nurses come in and out. So she didn't have any rest either. I'm fighting for her. And... Um, and I just remember her coming and saying, we finally got a space opening at Lavak Covenant Hospital, mm-hmm. but you might not be able to fly with her in the oh, helicopter. Wow. That might yeah. not space for you. Yeah. Um, so I remember nodding and Cole was there with me and uh, he had to explain to me what it's been said, basically, because I was, I was just in shock. Mm-hmm. When the team came in, uh, finally after over 36 hours, they were able to to get her on an IB. Mm-hmm. So I remember at that time, Sarah, I was um, on my knees on the floor, weak, physically weak, emotionally, 
uh, spiritually saying, Lord, I will not stand up until they get hurt and I be. And surely we got a breakthrough right then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was the first victory that we experienced where even though she was care flighted and we saw our little baby girl just taking off her hands and, and fly up. She was already receiving the, the medical care that she needed. Mm -hmm. So we got peace, a little yeah. bit of a, a sense of peace from there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of this journey, I know you shared with me in the past the things that the Lord was speaking to you and the way that he was just going before you. You know, when, when we're walking through trauma, when we're walking through a valley, we really want to know where our our next step is supposed to go. We really want to know assurance. We want stability. And so that's when fear creeps in. That's when worry, doubt, anxiety really is like our the battle we face, right? And so I'm curious, like, would you mind sharing and going into the places that that the Holy Spirit began to minister and was already ministering to you and to Cole as you walked through this season? Yeah, of course. I mean, that Friday morning when I was packing everything for the show, I'm standing on the kitchen and I'm looking on the front door and it has, you know, it's just a, a regular panel door, but it has high windows. And I see a dark figure, like somebody wearing like a hooded sweatshirt. And I look again and I work towards it, thinking somebody's at the door and I don't see anybody. And uh, that's where I hear saying that destroyer won't come in your tent. And um, in that moment, I start praying immediately. Mm -hmm. I plead the blood of Jesus on our doorpost, asking the Lord for the health of our daughters. Just for every single room in the house, I start walking around. And uh, I tell Cole at that moment what I saw and what I heard in the spirit. And we prayed together. Now, that was really shocking because at that time, Opal wasn't, I mean, I, we couldn't see any symptoms. Right. So I didn't know it was anything serious, mm -hmm. but just the grace of the Lord, the mercy of him of delivering that word before so I can hold on to that through this entire process. That's right. So when everything was unfolded, I knew the destroyer won't come in our tent. And I knew that he was protecting us and our family. And I felt that was at the door mm -hmm. and the Lord said no. Okay, so thinking about um, what it's looked like. So she's at Covenant Hospital receiving the IV. What were the next steps? What were the next markers that she was needing to face? And like, this was not a, she's going to be in the hospital for like a day or two. She was at the hospital uh, for a full week uh -huh. in intensive care. And then they send us to just regular recovery unit. As soon as we walk in into Covenant Hospital, somebody was praying in the speakers. Mm -hmm. So we knew we were at the right place. Mm -hmm. There's another portion of the peace of God that was released to us is when we got in the car and the helicopter took off and Colt asked me, how far do you want me to drive to, to get to our daughter? And I told him, as fast as we can 
obey and respect the law and be safe because both of our girls need us. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, instead of being rushed, it just felt peace. Mm -hmm. The Lord was holding on into us. I don't know. When I look back, I don't know how all that happened. It was just one step after the other. Mm -hmm. I think fear and anxiety came after we left the hospital. Can you tell me why? Why did it, why do you think, was it just the shock wearing off and the reality of of what you're walking into truly sinking in? Or what was that like for y'all? I think it was survival mode mm-hmm. during the time that we were there, just making it, mm-hmm. you know, just working to to make it. And then after leaving the hospital, it's like, okay, how are we going to live our life now? Mm-hmm. What is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where uh, we isolated quite a bit, just making sure she didn't have any complication right. on top of it. Um, we didn't know this, but they told us that babies are obligate nose breathers until they're six months old. Mm-hmm. So any respiratory thing, it's really dangerous for them. Yeah. So we were basically just waiting for her to turn six months old so mm-hmm. we can connect and do things. Yeah. And of course... You know, if we take Luna to childcare, if she goes to Sunday school or the park or whatever, she has risk to bringing that home. Mm-hmm. So that resulted in us sanitizing every single shopping cart that we got in, making sure that there was no sick people around, even family members. Um, they ended up being sick, some of our family members, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we were alone during that time, yeah. you know, just at our immediate family at home. Mm-hmm. So all of this from two months old uh, at four months of just being really cautious and that isolation. So that's where all of that fear and anxiety start to yeah. kind of set in. Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier that... Um, Part of the fear and anxiety also had to do, I mean, obviously the health of your daughter, you know, she, you, she was fading. So that was a f- first and utmost priority and probably what was weighing on your heart more than anything. But there was another part where the Lord, I mean, you can go into this when you want, but there was another piece of how are, how are we going to pay for all of this? Would you go into the fear that kind of started to creep in, in that place of, Lord, how are, how are we going to pay for this? How Where's your provision when we don't see it right now? Yeah, so that was the other part, as I was mentioning uh, before. So we are self-paid. And when we saw what was happening, we kind of had a number in our minds like, oh, it's going to be around this much. Mm -hmm. And it was probably three or four more times of what we've expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I actually think it wasn't as much as a fear of how are we going to pay for this because we knew that it was so far off of we could reach that Mm -hmm. it had to be God. Yeah. You know, like we just really can't do it. And um, we didn't qualify for Medicare, but we did receive some financial assistance. And I'm happy to to share with you today, we are fully paid of wow. all of the medical bills. Yeah. From, She's smiling. <laughs> yeah. From helicopter rides to, you know, endless medical bills from Hendrick, Covenant, doctors, uh, just everything on top of yeah. each other. And um, 
we have received so much favor. Mm-hmm. And it, it took a little bit of us, but... It was all him. It, yeah, it was all him. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's a huge testimony of his provision. And just the way that Cole handled it with so much peace and grace, because I tend to worry about finances. Mm-hmm. And he was not worried at all. And we just saw God's favor all over that. So yeah. I love really that. Yeah. The Lord, I I just am reminded so much that we all have, I mean, everybody has stuff going on in their lives. I mean, sometimes it is it results in ER visits and sometimes it results in more like finances, like situations mm-hmm. with finances or situations in relationships, you know, and um there's a lot going on in the world in general and everyone wants peace. Like we want peace, we want rest in our lives and it can be difficult it can be difficult to find but as believers it's available to us um so i want to know how did y'all experience his peace and when did you experience his peace or how did you find peace in the middle of opal's health journey and just even after y'all got home and you're trying to you know isolate and protect and mm-hmm. it's that was all in the middle of the fall and the winter when right. illnesses really pick up and so how did y'all find peace in that in that season uh well going back to the financial was just those little breakthroughs because mm-hmm. it took a lot for us to appeal and get more help financial help and it was one victory after the other mm-hmm. so so that financial peace came through that um for me i was um you know, nursing in the middle of the night, and my thoughts will consume me. Mm-hmm. Like I was battling, I was in a full warfare for fear mm-hmm. and anxiety. And I remember I praying, saying to the Lord, "I'm just so tired to live like this. Mm-hmm. I can't live like this anymore." And He spoke to me a very um, personal word that took me back to another stage of my life when I was experiencing with fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, the freedom that I received back then, he kind of just refreshed my memory oh, and said, mm-hmm. like, hey, you remember this time? Like, you you can do so good. You do so good. Don't fear anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was fearing that both of them will get sick. Yeah. And that, that kind of a thing. So everything just happened. They both got sick right when she was six months old. Mm-hmm. And that actually gave me a lot of freedom because, like, the worst thing that I was hoping for has happened. Yeah, that they got sick. And, <laughs> and that was fine. what you were, yeah, and everything was okay. And we have to incorporate. Yeah. And I received that encouraging word from the Lord, and I I really um, just entered that freedom in mm-hmm. terms of meeting again with our life group and connecting and going places and knowing, like, it's just going to be fine. Yeah. But then, Sarah, that fear turned into a... Uh, it, it jumped like from that anxiety to fear of myself. Mm. Like, what if I'm not here for my kids? What if I get sick? It just took a different form. Yeah. So it was tormenting me in a certain way from my girls, and then it showed up in a different way. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So the way that I experienced freedom from that is um, in in community, actually. Mm-hmm. So we were in a life group, and I shared with everybody, like, hey, this is what I'm going through. It's so good. And, um, you know, friends and mamas were telling me, hey, I, we went through the same thing. And uh, they shared testimony and prayed. 
and just being accountable and being honest and vulnerable and open. And, uh, and it's just been really good. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord has done something very similar in my own life. I mean, he's really? used anxiety and fear, um, you know, what the enemy means to use for destruction and to steal, kill, and destroy the Lord, like, has used anxiety and fear and worry in my life to basically to teach me how to trust him more. It's revealed areas and places of my heart that I had some mistrust or misplaced trust or tried to, you know, think I was in control of situations, you know, or could control the things. And so, yeah, I definitely have been right there with you with when it comes to children because, you know, I think sickness was probably where mine was too as well with just illnesses in general and everything with COVID. That was a huge um, place where the Lord was revealing um, just ungodly beliefs and fears and worries and anxieties that that I didn't have to carry, right? And that yeah. if the worst was going to happen, if they were going to get sick, I could trust the Lord that He would be our strength, that He would provide, that He would go before us and that He would meet us in the illness, that He would meet us in the places of what ifs if they actually happened, right? Right. And um, I love that the Holy Spirit is our gift, is a gift to us. And as believers, you know, we have the Holy Spirit who helps us when we're struggling. And I love that you pointed out confession and community as a part of that stepping into greater levels of freedom that you you used the the beautiful piece of confession and speaking out loud, naming the thing that was holding you captive or trying to hold yeah. you down, naming it out loud in a confessional type community that you love and that walks with you and your family through life. And that is so important to have. We cannot express that enough. Like you need other people because just as you shared, those women were right there to provide encouragement and words from the Lord. And we've been there. We have a, a similar story because there's power when we share our stories with others. We're not alone. We're never alone. And I love there's some scriptures that the Lord um, has laid on my heart. Um, and I love this. It comes out of Psalm 37. It's the Lord will fight for you. Mm. I love that. <laughs> and the Lord will fight for you. You only have to be still. And that's that place of just going, Lord, I need your peace. I need your presence. And that is what it ultimately is. That's what peace is, is Jesus is our Prince of Peace. And peace is the presence of God. It's not the absence of trouble or pain or suffering or heartache. It's the presence of the one who will carry us through all of that. And his presence is where true life is every day of our lives. Okay, so how have you battled? You mentioned the fear. You've mm -hmm. mentioned the anxiety. You've mentioned bringing in your community and confessing, and you've mentioned scripture and things such as that. But you've also mentioned in the past before in a conversation we've had, there was mild levels of depression as well. How have you navigated and how have you battled that as you've been, I mean, you're holding your baby girl right now and she's chewing on your little journal. She's precious, <laughs> but she's healthy. She's whole. She's yes. seven months strong. 
You know, you could ne- you could look at her and not ever know she had to be care flighted to Lubbock, you know. And so yeah. could you go into maybe a little bit of that? I think it was just the ripples of trauma. Mm-hmm. And I could also see it in my house, like just little things, um, little things like in my skin of it, something surface out or I don't feel so good this day. Yeah. It, it was just little things that started to eating away, just my abundant life, you know, mm-hmm. that, that gift, that access and getting me into the dark place. I see emotionals, highs and lows mm-hmm. for sure. And the thing that got me true was worship. Mm. And there's a particular word in Hebrews, in the second chapter of Hebrews. Yep, Opal's going to help. Opal's going to help. Find She's Hebrews. There you go, baby girl. <laughs> and this is actually what we read through in, in community and in life group. Um, it says on, on chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Release those who through fear of death were in their lifetime such subject to bondage Mm. and that's how i felt yeah it wasn't death itself it was the fear of that Mm -hmm. so this all this what ifs you know what if something happened what if that were keeping me from living life Mm -hmm. and from being present and from being a a better wife and daughter and and mother and Mm -hmm. you know all of those things so it's just this place of of what ifs mm-hmm. all, all of these lies that the enemy will speak to you yeah. so what scripture and or scriptures did you begin warring with declaring and just speaking and clinging to as you were like no i'm not gonna allow the fear the worry the, these effects of depression and trauma to rule my life yes so it was psalm 91 which was the first word that was released, what the Lord gave us before everything happened. That Psalm 91 was just really, really edifying and and breakthrough in every way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just some worship songs. What's your favorite? What what are some of your favorites that you clung to in that season? During that firm foundation, he won't. And then for identity, to to restore just identity during that time of, of fear and anxiety, Belovedness. I don't know if you've heard that. No, I haven't. Who sings it? Her name is Sarah, but I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Uh, I'll find it and I'll link it in the show notes. Kruger or Kroger. I'm not sure. But yeah, it says a line in that song. um, It's time to own your belovedness. Mm. And I really like that. that. Yeah, Yeah, because we are his beloved and he delights and his kids. Yeah, like it's just time to hold on to good things and whatever mm-hmm. is pure, whatever is good, whatever is of good report, just think of this. Yeah. So that verse keep coming through my mind yeah. during love, this time. I love that. And I love Colossians 3. It's something I'm actually trying to memorize. So I don't have it fully memorized yet. But I do love because it says, if you then have been raised with Christ, and that is who we are, we have been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, who is interceding for us, right? He intercedes for us in that place as King of kings and Lord of lords. And it says this, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth for you have died and your life, like our whole life is hidden with Christ in God. So when Christ dwells in our life, man, he appears in our life. 
And it's so exciting to see Jesus appearing in our day in and day out lives if we'll just look, if we'll be still, if we'll invite his presence into the places where we are lacking, right? He is so powerful and strong in our weakness. Um, and I love that our Jesus is, he calls us beloved. I mean, that is that is just beautiful. I love that. And we will definitely link all of the songs that you mentioned um, in the show notes. I'm thinking of those who are listening who are in the middle of an unknown, mm. waiting for answers from the doctor, waiting on a solution, waiting for something. And, you know, in the, yeah, I hear you. (laughs) In waiting and in the unknown, it can feel dark, just like I mentioned earlier. It can feel dark. It can feel lonely. And fear and anxiety and all of the things will start creeping in. So you guys have come out of a season that that was a place you guys were battling as a family and obviously with your community, you're on the other side. What would you, if you could look back at someone who's in that season, what would you say to them to bring them encouragement today? Oh, I would say rest in the Lord, you know, spend time being in the word, meditating and worship. And what I noticed is I could soak on culture I could go and look at the pile of medical bills in my kitchen, or I can scroll on during the hours of the night that I was nursing or taking care of the girls that I could, could have done all of that, but choosing to be intentional is to plug in with the Lord Mm -hmm. and to just find him in, in that way. So there is this, um, this kind of image that comes to my mind. And it's a, a lighthouse, and there's waves and billows, and it's dark and it's rainy whenever things feel overwhelming. And I look at the Lord at this lighthouse that I just run in and find refuge, and I know that I will be safe in there. And um, this is kind of like just the thought that I go to. Um, I don't know if this will encourage anyone, but I know that He is our rock and our refuge. And there is a season when you just have to hide in Him, and then the the light will come on the other side. That's right. Well, thank y'all both so much for coming in and having a conversation about just peace in the middle of it, right? Peace in the middle of all of the things and sharing your story and your journey with us. Thank you for being vulnerable and um, just for your faith in knowing where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth, and I'm so thankful that you have a healthy baby in your lap right now, seven-month-old Opal Ember. Oh, I was wanting you to share that story about her name. Would you mind going into that real quickly? Her name is Opal Ember, and we love the name, the middle name Ember for her uh, because the Lord showed me in Scripture in Isaiah chapter 6 and in Jeremiah, just the importance of this coal, like this coal that will touch the lips of the prophet, purifying and being a spokesperson for him. So we thought that that would be a very special name for the sweet girl, that she may speak the words of the Lord in this generation that she will not hold back. Okay, well, maybe we can get her little 
<laughs> voice on the microphone here for just a minute so she can speak. You want to say Okay, say? Opal, are you going to speak? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Don't break it. She's going to eat it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We tried. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. I so appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Wow. Don't you love hearing how God reveals himself to others, how he proves himself faithful, even in the valleys of our lives? So when the darkness of doubt and fear tries to engulf your life, I pray that you remember God doesn't leave us alone to figure it all out all by ourselves. Far from it. Instead, He desires to hold us tightly in His arms. So if you've been thrown a curveball, if you are struggling with fear and anxiety right now, I just want to encourage you to cling to the promises of God. Psalm 18.2 says this, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me and my place of safety. So just as Emma shared at the end of our conversation, run to the rock. God is your refuge. Hide in Him. And remember, the light will come. Thanks so much for listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast. We hope you'll have a blessed day. And remember, God is always moving, and He's moving in your life too, even in the valleys beyond Sundays.